Lies don't phase me. Only surprise when they keep it real. 60 mil strong, now it's time to heal. Trap, we went bonkers. Talk your shit. We angel steppers, we the stompers. Talk your shit. It ain't just rap. I made beasts, Grammy nominated. They locked up Max and took tricks, made it complicated. Still send money orders when I get a call from them. Start from the bottom, ain't nowhere to fall off from it. Word of call, lethal for this game, ain't no exit. I was blessed with. Never do a deal while you desperate. Sometimes you gotta let God fix it. Cause if you do, you go in the jail. They want you to write in that cell. Devin Booker with Boom, we're going Tuesday morning here in the High Button Sports Studio, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Waking up. The past two days, Nathan McKinnon, Alex Newhook, the Colorado Avalanche, are Stanley Cup champions. Arguably one of the best series of hockey I've watched in my adulthood. I still remember those Detroit-Colorado battles when I was younger, and that was, you know, excellent hockey. But in my adulthood, I don't recall a level of excitement sitting down on my couch watching hockey on the television as there was when it came to Colorado and Tampa Bay. Maybe because I had a little bit of stakes in it. I had a, you know, a friend playing. Maybe you get more emotionally involved in it, but my God, what a series. Unbelievable. They pulled it off. There was definitely times where you think Tampa's going to win because of the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. You just think, oh, these guys can't lose. They just keep fighting back. They keep fighting back. And then you look at Colorado going to run for like two periods, just absolutely dominating Tampa. And you just didn't really know what to think at times. But nonetheless, Colorado came out on top. They were the better team at the end of the day. Great class from John Cooper and the Tampa Bay organization. I love the post-game interviews from the players, how uh, how they gave credit to Colorado. That's how it should be. Um you have to love the handshake at the end of a series in the NHL and hockey in general. You have to show respect to your to your competitor, and that's one thing I really enjoyed about this series because there was times where it looked like each team wanted to kill each other. But that's hockey. That's playoffs. That's what the Stanley Cup Finals is about. And then watching those post-game interviews, I don't know. It was just exciting stuff. The players respect each other. It was cool. Anyways, we're going to have an in-house podcast today. Uh, myself, Jeff Warburton. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. I just realized I did an intro for this and completely pointless. I just basically talked about McKinnon winning and Newhook winning, and, and now we're here, and I did the bump, 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 whatever. It doesn't matter. But McKinnon, Newhook, Colorado, Stanley Cup champions. I know you're an Edmonton guy, Jeff, but... You're going to have to suck this one up for this year, but uh, holy smokes, what a series. What a great time. There was no point where I was sitting down on the couch or the chair, wherever I was sitting, watching the this series and bored. There was never, you know, when you watch a movie and there's points of lullness and you're like, yeah, I don't mind getting up to use the washroom right now. It's pretty boring. But as I was sitting there watching the series, wherever I was sitting, there was no point where I go, eh, I'm going to get up and go use the washroom. That was just glued to the TV the whole time. Unbelievable hockey. I know, man. And, oh, sorry, you go. No, I was just going to say, I could uh, I could tell the tweets and the excitement. I could I could feel your energy through the, could you? Uh, through the, through the high button Twitter and stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Mm. One thing I really enjoyed about the series was afterwards 
how Tampa showed respect to Colorado after beating them. Yeah, they're the, they say, you know, they're the better team. Yeah, it sucks, but they deserve to win. They're a great team. I loved what Stamco said. I love what John Cooper had to say. I just love the respect between the two teams afterwards. And even during, the, I was saying this in the intro, during the series, it looked like at one point the two teams wanted to kill each other, literally. Did you see that slash on Maroon? To, I'm not sure who it was on, but that's a, that's a tomahawk to the to the <laughs> tomahawk to the ankle. Oh yeah. And oh, I see the Florida State tomahawk. Um, but you know it was it was uh, it, it it was awesome just to see the emotion come out of some of these guys. And Makar, man, one more can I know you're an Edmonton guy, and you think, but you, yeah, you can't sit here and say Makar isn't the best defenseman of our lifetime. No, no, he was definitely looking good. I think he's uh I think he's a top three player for sure Holy. in the NHL now. Yeah. If and, anyone didn't know before. And like you ever play pond hockey or like pick up hockey with those guys who make it look effortless, but they somehow can just skate through the entire team. That's exactly what Makar oh, yeah. looks like, but in the Stanley Cup final. At age twenty three, he's my age. He's it's crazy. He's man. your age. You guys are the same age. age. We're the same age, man. That, in a different world, that could have been me out there. Well, they say don't compare around. yourself to other people. <laughs> that's that's not my advice. Other yeah, yeah. Advice. Well, obviously, you're not going to compare yourself to like the uh, the Norris winner, the Con Smythe winner, the uh, Hobie Baker winner, the Calder winner, the Stanley Cup winner. You know. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy, man. What he's what he's done. Yeah. I man, I watched that Edmonton series and versus Colorado and obviously when they're playing I kept my mouth shut I said oh yeah I got faith we're taking we're, we're, we're coming back reverse sweep reverse sweep but obviously you know like they, they just they were just looked like they were in a league of their own and especially Makara as a like, holy like me and my uncle who go back and forth about the Oilers and we watched together I said we just sat there at the end of the series and it was kind of just like it was just like wow okay I, I guess people I guess people were right McKinnon Makara that one-two punch was just too much for the NHL right now, man. It's crazy. When they were it's doing crazy. the post-game interviews, they were asking after they won the cup, they go to Landeskog. They go like, you know, the NHL it's a copycat league. Everyone's going to be trying to mimic what you guys did this year. And he goes, "Do you have any advice for those other teams?" And he goes, "Yeah, get yourself a, a Kale McCarr somehow." Yeah. <laughs> I love that answer because it's true. Like he's that black ace. He's the guy in the holster that you can just kind of rely on on the front end and in the back end. Yeah. Some of the plays that he was breaking up on the back end, like Kucherov in the corner, somehow trying to dipsy doodle his way around Makar, and Makar would just strip him, move the puck up the to the whoever the the winger or the centerman flying through, and they're gone. And then on yeah. the offensive end, like, you think the yeah. guy's a centerman. I was just about to say, I'm more impressed with it, like his offensive prowess. To be honest, like when they would bring that puck into the zone, whether it be five on five, four on four, whatever. And he st- he sets up in the middle there, and they just work that puck back to him on the blue line over and over. He's not like it's not bouncing off his stick out of the zone like these other defensemen. Yeah. It's not like getting shot down the board so your guys can go in and chase. It's like crisp pass from him every time, and it just creates so much offense. And it's so it's so like uh, having a defense you can rely on like that in the offensive end, and then like you said in the defense. I just. Definitely a, a breathtaking player, similar yeah. to you know McDavid and Matthews and some of those guys who've come before, right? Yeah, there was such a matchup too. Like Colorado's fourth line on some nights was unbelievable. Cogliano, Newhook was on the fourth line every now and then, and it was such a matchup against Colorado and how Colorado was. I, I felt like Bednar from Colorado wasn't really worried too much about the matchup. I feel like Cooper was more worried mm. about the matchup. 
But yeah, you could throw anyone out there against Colorado, and you would you just you're not too worried. You're I just know. like there was times where the fourth line for Colorado was stuck out there for two minutes against Stamkos, Kucherov, and they just couldn't get a breath. And somehow you you were a little worried, sure, but you, you just knew at the end of the day mm. they'd get the puck out of the zone. It was yeah. just I don't know. There's just, you just saw true character come out of some yeah. of these guys. Just the, the the block shots. Oh man, it was yeah. It was just unbelievable to see some of these guys put it all on the line. And uh, Doodle tweeted this. He's like, it's unbelievable to see some of the injuries that come out after the Stanley Cup final because you don't know what people are battling through. Oh, and there's man, po- there's pictures right now on Twitter of guys' feet, guys' yeah, ankles. That was Landeskog, wasn't it? Was it? I someone's I think it was Landeskog. Someone's foot is purple. Yeah, yeah. And they said, or whoever it was, they were like, the tweet was like. They basically told him, you just need to get your foot in the skate. Yeah. And he had to have a doctor help him get the foot in the skate. And once it was in, it was like, it was basically all just pain tolerance, they told him. And Maybe yeah. a couple of cortisone <clears throat> shots thrown in for good measure as well. Uh, but. Elliot Friedman saw uh, Colorado. What's his name? Uh, the guy with the chin strap there. Cooch. Uh, uh, Nikis. Nikis. Oh. Mc- Val Nichushkinen. Nichushkinen. I think, yeah. They saw him walking in with a flip flop. And I was like, oh, like he's not playing. And then the next thing you know, he's playing. Yeah. And he's out he's there on good, the ice. Man. And you're like, holy smokes, this guy can barely walk. Imagine what his foot mm-hmm. looks like all swolled up. Yeah. Puts his skate on. And then the next thing you know, he's out there skating like buzzing around. around. Like yeah. buzzing around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like Kadri too. I, th- this is another thing with science. Like Kadri did break his thumb. Oh, uh, yeah. What? A month ago? No, three, no, less than that. You get probably three like, weeks three ago. Three weeks ago, yeah, yeah. And he's back out there yeah. slinging the puck. Yeah, I don't Score, know. Scoring OT winners, scoring the biggest goal of his career. You know, you you, you talk about the year twenty twenty two and the future and science and how people are be able are, are are becoming quicker to to, to recover from injury. Yeah, it's yeah. just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Have you ever? I've sprained my thumb before. I'm still in pain from yeah. it. It was years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. You're down for you're down for a couple of weeks if you're a regular Joe, just like doing any like doing any of those little, man, the, like the bruises on the foot too. Like Buddy's foot was just purple. But yeah, what your your point about like trusting the fourth line and stuff that would be like, even guys like O'Connor on the Avs, it would be like there'd be a rush down the ice and they'd be barreling down the left side. They get a good shot on net and they would chase the puck into the the uh, behind the net. They would hold it against the boards and you're like, oh man, like. Is that McKe- like who who is that out there yeah. like making that great play and then you look and it's their fourth line guy yeah. or it's like new hook who who gets like two assists in a, like you know in a period or whatever and it's just like it's like holy like they really are firing from all cylinders meanwhile like some of these other teams in the NHL it's like your fourth line scores a goal and you're you're selling like you haven't seen it in 10 games so yeah. it's, it's definitely the difference like the difference between depth. it right depth there's a lot to go over though man it was well, back to the injury front. Have you ever played through like an injury or anything like that? The adrenaline takes over, and I couldn't imagine playing in the Stanley Cup final. How much adrenaline! Like I remember skating out onto the Metro Center once. This is the closest thing I can compare it to. It was a, a Moosehead game. It was I wouldn't say it was a cello, but pretty close to it. And it was like a you know it was Saturday night. It was a big deal, and the place was jam packed. And the adrenaline I had skating around mm. for warm-ups and just going out there on the ice right before o Canada was unbelievable. I could not imagine playing in the Stanley Cup finals in Tampa or in Colorado, wherever you want to look at it. The music is going, the lights are flickering, people are screaming at the top of their heads. The whole crowd definitely has a great buzz going. And not to mention, the whole world is watching. Well, at least all the hockey world. 
So you have to think about all the pressures that are coming to these guys at that one moment and then going out there and having to perform. Man, these guys are worth every penny that they're getting uh, th- that they're getting paid, man. It's a lot of pressure that they yeah. have to deal with. And I I like the game of basketball. I find it to be a, an interesting game, but like when you see some of these guys like da- like Anthony Davis like going out and it's like it'll be like the Lakers like game 7 like like Western Conference final and it'll be like Anthony Davis, oh, like, like bent finger, pretty much. You know what I mean? And you're I never just thought like, that. dude. And these no, guys are getting like, so bad. Like, I would, I used to like, I have a couple of buddies who are really into basketball, and I would like, I would like rage at them because I'm just like, I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, you're the star player. This is your season on the line, and you can't give enough of a like a you know to go out and at least put an effort out there. You're just calling yourself out of the game before it even starts. So the NBA is talking about shortening the league, the season as well to. Really, I think sixty-two games, like cutting ten games off. Yeah, it's because the N- the NBA is yeah is similar as it is to the NHL. It's different. The NBA is like it really only starts in the playoffs and in the fourth quarter. Yeah, exactly. Like people people are very uh, like well load management. There's no load management in hockey. Like yeah. like if you're playing if you can play eighty-two, you're playing eighty-two. So that's like the difference, right? It's like oh well, why are we having half our stars miss like the games because they're too. Yeah exhausted i guess uh like we might as well shorten it up i guess but then it c- comes in the whole thing like when are you gonna run the season are you gonna have like four game four days in between games is that enough for these players to play like you know what i mean like the way they've got it now with the 82 is like september to june every second or third day yeah. bang the season out let's crown champ like, like that's what the nhl does that's what the nba always did so I don't know, man. One thing that did bother me a little bit this year was the complaining with the refs. I guess it comes into play with every sport, though, unfortunately, especially when there's something on the line like the Stanley Cup. But it, it over over a period of time, the the complaining has come into play. I remember during COVID two years ago, or whatever the hell it was. I don't. It's still here. Yeah. What year is it? I don't know. Um, Sportsnet did a great job of showing these old games. You know, you see Bobby Smith play for the Montreal Canadiens back right, then. Yes. And some of these games where they're not wearing helmets and mm. some of the things that were like, I, I know it's hard to compare back then to now. But one thing I noticed was the the, the penalty aspect and the non the no complaining. The guy gets a slashing penalty, head down, goes to the box. Like there was no, there, there, there was no well, complaining. video replay and stuff too, right? Like, yeah, but I don't know. Right, like if a slash yeah. is a slash, a hook is a hook. There's things that come into play that are, are mm. what they are. But I agree with the video replay thing. I'm not a huge fan of it. Every goal, it's hard to celebrate. I know. Yeah. It's hard to celebrate 100 percent and get yeah. up and just yeah. and just. That's a goal yeah. for my team. Yeah. That Jeff. That's a goal for my team. Unless it's like a clear cut breakaway or something like that. Like where, even you know, still, you're like, oh, was that offside? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, did was he that... goalie interfere? Yeah. Yeah. Did. Yeah. You know, did someone? You know, was the yeah. was the door open? Like yeah. any? I don't know. Just yeah. anything could happen. Was there six guys on was the ice? Was there six guys on the ice? <laughs> well, well, you know, yeah. is there, it just there's so many things that can come into play when you score. Now it's hard as a fan, as a paying fan. I you know my 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 bill for Bell Line for cable and internet it's like you know 145 but it's pushing almost 200 bucks right now like i'm paying 200 bucks to sit down and watch hockey i'm a mm. fan I, i'm invested in the sport i'm in, I, I pay mm-hmm. and then you know there's guys that go and watch the game in real life you, you're paying your money and for you not to stand up and celebrate 100 percent and go let's yeah. go my team just scored and not be happy because you know there's a a thing in the back of your head going ah man was that yeah. offside was that because yeah. someone could review it it's not a yeah. part of the game that i'm a huge fan of i wouldn't say um totally at that point yet i'm still celebrating but i will say i'd like to hear your 
thoughts on the like my kind of theory for this playoffs and how it went down with the refing. Obviously, some big calls and some big moments that could have switched. A couple that come to mind. The Calgary, when Coleman kicked the puck in the net, they had a huge review. They called it for the Oilers. Great, you know, what happens. Next series against the Avs, Makar with the infamous offside. I'm sure you saw that one where they said he, he, they said he, he didn't have possession, which I don't understand because then it's like if a player is – like, does McDavid have 200 micro possessions as he dekes the puck into the offensive zone? Like, it's all one possession. But anyway, that's that's in the past now. So there's that call, and then there's the call. Like, people, they were all mad about the too many men on the ice. So I think the NHL, these playoffs, just got a little too cute with itself. I think it just got a little too cute with the calls, man. Yeah. I think that they have a lot of momentum right now because they're with ESPN and TNT. They did a fantastic job their first year with on the big platform. I think hockey is growing. I mean, I don't think there's any denying that. They're on a they're not on NBC anymore. They've got the coverage, you know. This they had a great playoffs compared to the NBA playoffs this year which were garbage. So, they did a good job, but I think when it came to the calling, I think they were just they knew they had a lot of eyeballs on them and I don't know if they wanted to get the right call or what they were doing, but I think on some of these calls the three I just mentioned in particular get a little too cute, a little too cute with it. You know, it's, it's either onside or if it's outside, you know, mm. you either kick the puck in or you didn't kick the puck in. So I don't know. So like, you know, you know, like an NBA game, the last five minutes takes a half hour because, Oh, did it graze the guy's Jersey before it went out of the zone? Mm. You know, did it, did this guy's hand manage to hit the leg for this foul? Like, you know what I mean? Mm. So maybe they need to take a step back. I don't think it was as bad in the regular season, but you know what I mean? There, there was a couple there and there which just, all right, and NHL, like, relax. Like, this is the game. There's one thing that we're also not mentioning that has come into this game or come into the television networks these past this past year. Mm. The betting aspect. Oh, yeah. The betting aspect has a lot to do with people. People that don't even really like hockey but think they know how to bet on it are going to sit down and watch a hockey game because they put, you know, 200 bucks on yep. Carolina to beat New York. Because they think they got an inside, you know. But then all of a sudden, an offside happens where a guy's foot was dragged, but then it's lifted, and you're sitting there, you're going, "Eh, I think I'm going to put my money more on basketball, where things are a little bit uh, more, more predictable, out. a little more fleshed out." You know, it's not, you know, yeah, yeah. It's you a, know, so that, that that's a yeah. whole other thing as well as the betting you aspect. Got it, man. Because the NHL, you can't sit there and tell me yeah. right now the NHL isn't putting a little back pocket money in their in their stash there. Gary Bettman you needs another yeah, summer home. You can't tell me right now that the NHL didn't just shove betting down our throats. <laughs> For the past. That's what everyone says about sports. <laughs> for the past you, four years. you see that meme? Eight months. Oh man. It's like sports. we're not it's like I don't want to bet and then it's sports and that going, we're betting today. Yeah. Some guy yelling at a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're yeah. betting today. I could, man, I could recite the commercials to you at this point, like <laughs> how many times I heard them. But yeah, that does it's an interesting aspect. It's like if you're really gonna promote betting this much and you get some rich guy in Vegas who puts forget two hundred, what about two hundred grand down on the Avs winning? or on Edmonton winning that game with the kick or whatever it is. And then it comes down to that call where they're in Toronto making the right call in their mind. And you just lose 200 grand based on something like that. Things are going to get a little dicey, man. They're going to have to kind of figure out a a healthy medium there to your point. Like it's, it's not, it's not going to be smooth sailing if that's how they want to play it. I want to get off to refs though. I'm pro refs. Those guys have a tough job. I, I, and at every level, what about umpires? They're yeah, horrible. they're horrible. 
That's They've that's a whole another one. Didn't, wasn't there like worse. a record the other day? Yeah, like against 29 the missed calls. Yeah, it was like 64%. And then the hitting correct. coach for yeah. the Jays went out and got a five-game suspension because he yeah. went out and shook the ump's hand the next game and basically said, go yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah usually they send out the head coach and they sent out the hitting coach mm-hmm. instead. And he basically was like, that was actually the worst performance that's ever been recorded and they booted him <laughs> so what are you gonna do but people love that human element with baseball i've always said yeah. this like is there ever going to be a time where computers are making the call and they say never because you need that human element of an umpire behind the plate which i don't get but hey if it's if it's something baseball needs it's something baseball needs i, I guess don't, it's what, like i don't know do people think it's like part of the game like yeah. uh you know what i mean like it's very like, like a pick and roll in hockey or pick and roll in basketball like it's just a, a facet of the game you got to deal with in baseball is the altering zones like is that why they don't want to you know what i mean like baseball is very uh traditional like hockey you know obviously you need refs in hockey no matter what but there's just things within baseball that will never be removed and i think it's the same thing with hockey. It just has deep, 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 deep roots when it comes to their tradition that they just will never change. And I get that. You know, I get that. Maybe it'll come over time when, you know, the, another generation comes up and there's, mm. they start paying. But I don't know. That It is what it is. It's like in hockey when they like, as much as they want to take out fighting and hitting, it, it's still legal in hockey. Yeah. It's part of the game. Like they switch the years where it's like now you hit when you're in uh, – bantam instead of peewee or whatever so they do little things like that but it's like you just can't take that out of the game like it's part of the dna so okay i want to talk about um nathan mckinnon Mm. where do you start let's start back at the beginning let's go back to the beginning cole harbor nova scotia you grow up his whole life he's looking at a guy named Sidney crosby whole life so as a kid growing up not even from cole harbor just canada you want to mimic a career you want to go oh, I, I want to go play for my home junior team what does mckinnon do goes and plays for the mooseheads when you play for that junior team i want to win the league championship what does mckinnon do he goes out and wins that league championship after you do that maybe you set a goal hey, i want to go win the memorial cup the best team in junior when it comes to the country of canada what does he do he goes and does that after that, what do you want to do? I don't know. Maybe probably go to the NHL like my idol, Sidney Crosby. But not only do you want to go to the NHL, you want to go first overall. So what does McKinnon do? He does that. Now, let's put into perspective how small Atlantic Canada is. Now let's go into how small Nova Scotia is. And now let's go into how small Cole Harbor is, where his idol is from. Let's just not. Let's just mention that. Hmm. Growing up, everybody wants to be friends with Sidney Crosby. I still want to be friends with Crosby. Growing up, you want to live the same life, take the same path, and do the exact same career choice as Sidney Crosby. When you're young, when you're a kid, when you obviously when you grow up you're and you realize you're not gonna make it, some of your priorities change. I gotta pay a bill, I gotta go see that girl, and you know, I gotta just things life. Life happens. I'm sitting here as a 30-year-old man, life happens. So everyone listening, understand or excuse me, know that I understand that life happens. But what I'm saying, when you're a kid, you have posters all over your wall, you got the mini sticks in the corner, you have, you're wearing your new hockey helmet to bed, like you're that young, you're young, you're a kid, you're dreaming, you're just what I want to do. And for it all to come true. All to come true. Yeah. I didn't even mention Shaddix. He went to Shaddix where Crosby went. 
Next step, junior. Eh, I don't really want to go play for Baker Mo. Some people knock him on that. I get it. Plays That's junior. It's all right. You know, it's whatever. NHL here. Goes and plays for the Halifax Mooseheads. Wins the league championship. Wins the Memorial Cup. By the way, during that Memorial Cup, when he was on the podcast, we talked about this. He was not ranked number one going into the NHL draft. It was the defenseman for... You got it. Come on. Uh, Let's hear it. Jones. No. Yeah. yeah. Jones. Seth, Seth Jones, Jones. To Nashville. And he talked about this. He was pissed off. He went into that Memorial Cup a little upset. And he outplayed Jones. And he bumped himself up into the number one spot. Don't think for a second that that wasn't in the back of his head. Because it was. I asked him. He was sitting right across from me on the podcast. I, he was sitting right there. And I asked him. He wanted to go number one. And he was a little upset. that He, he said even on some boards he was ranked like fifth going into the Mem mm-hmm. Cup to go fifth overall in the NHL draft. Anyways, back to being a kid. You're sitting there and you're dreaming of a career choice to go play in the NHL, go number one overall. And what's the, the cherry on top of the cake? On to whatever you put cherries on top of. What, what's the cherry on top of everything? You got this. What, what do you want to do as a kid? You're in the driveway. You're shooting the ball. It's overtime. Breakaway. 3-2-1 to win the... <laughs> The cup, buddy. You want to lift that cup. To win the Stanley Cup. Now, I'm not going to sit here and look at the average person and judge the average person. Most of us aren't going to win a Stanley Cup. Most of us aren't really... Most of us, if we get to see the cup or touch it one day as a fan or as an as an average citizen, that's a big deal. I touched it once. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. Still haven't washed my hands. You know... For that to come true, after everything I just said about the career choice going number one overall, uh, it, it following the footsteps of the great number 87, and for the cherry on top to win a Stanley Cup, after, you know, Nates hasn't had the easiest nine years in the NHL. No. When he got there, some people questioned whether or not he was he, he deserved oh, that yeah. number one pick. He even said it too. He's like, I didn't have the best couple of years growing up in the NHL. One second. And for him to recognize that and understand that he needed to mature as a hockey player and for him to be the most dominating hockey player in the playoffs, not well, most dominating, but the, the, the most effective player in the NHL this year, my God, to win a Stanley Cup. All the shit he had to go through, people saying, oh, he yells at his teammates if they have a donut. You know, like there, there's so much stuff like and storylines that that he had yeah. to go through where he's like, all right, like that's the beauty of Nate. You know, though, man. he don't give, he do not, he does not care. He wears his heart on yeah. his. He does not care. He wears his heart on his sleeve. You know what I mean? Of course. So that's the, the to to do all of that. Yeah, it's awesome. But to do it your way, that's a whole other thing. He got to where he is by doing it his way. I love his post game interviews. What was it, oh. two years ago? Well, I've been in the league, you know, eight years, going on nine. I haven't won shit. Yeah, I think that was last year. Was it last league, year? I've been in the league nine years, and I haven't won shit. He what said a it last year, yeah. Where's his heart on his sleeve? Yeah. You know, he he's getting interviewed by Kyle Bacoskis. I actually got to talk about that during this podcast, too. Though I, you know what happened. I'll tell you. I'll tell you in a sec. Yeah, you, yeah. Um, and, and he goes, yeah, like Crosby was the drunkest at my... Yeah. party oh, or no was, I was the drunkest yeah. at Crosby's party at two of, two of us yeah. so when I have my party he better be the drunkest like just to say Dude, that he was electric after just, that, after that win wasn't he the, you know the one thing I love about Nate is that you could be sitting in a room having a conversation with him during an NHL uh, media press conference but he'll be sitting there talking like it's just you and him mm-hmm. like he'll just talk to you like you're his buddy he doesn't care that the world is watching hence where's his heart on his Leave. You know what I mean? You got it. Back to the kid thing. You're sitting in bed. 
You're dreaming. You got posters of Patrick Waugh, Joe Sackett. Colorado was the tits back in the day. I don't oh, know. Yeah. How old are you? 20? 23. Do you, were you, did you watch those Colorado de- the, Detroit the battles? Nine, no, no. I do I do remember them very, very vaguely because my brother was a Detroit fan, though. Yes, they won in 2001 there. That was the Watt 95, 6, and then 2001. Like Joe Sackett back in the day was the – well, first of all, his curve was the best curve growing up. So everyone had a Sackett curve if you were a forward. And, you know, him, Patty Waugh, the posters were all over kids' bedrooms. I know they were in mine. Colorado was just the team to be a fan mm. of. Um, I don't know if Nate would have been when he was younger. I don't know. Maybe it was just Pittsburgh with Sid. But nonetheless, to get drafted by them and to have Joe Sackick as your GM and to maneuver your way through this thing called the NHL and to come out on top and actually win a Stanley Cup, bravo. Dude. He, he is uh, he's every kid's dream come true. He is. You know, I he, agree. If if you want to remember those books, Screech Owls, the Screech Owl books. I don't know if I read those. You ones. don't remember those Screech Owl books? No. Essentially, they just like they made every kid's dream come true about going to play in the NHL. Or they okay. always said like the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. They'd be like, yeah, I pulled <laughs> no, little that's Jimmy. A, that's more of a nightmare, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on. But like the, the the essentially like every plot of the book was, you know, I pulled little Jimmy out of elementary school because. Matt Sundin needed a winger. <laughs> like yeah. he'd come up and he'd go play with Matt Sundin okay, yeah, and yeah. they'd go win the cup or something. Yeah, yeah. Like that was the plot for every yeah. book pretty much. And the plot of getting from the school to the rink was like, you know, he had to go through a bunch of obstacles. Like, mm. oh, it's a snowstorm. So how is he going to get there? Yeah. And you look at the obstacles that Nate had to go through to get to where he is. And yeah, he had a nice guideline of Sid helping him, helping him. But you got to remember, Nate's an unbelievable hockey player. Like, Oh, that's dude, he's not. Top, he's like, top five in the world. Yeah, he's top, top five, five in the world. world, arguably top three. And for it to come to fruition, it's a, it's a. I don't want to say fairy tale, but it's a dream come true. It's a, it's a dream come true. You sit there as a kid and you picture your life. Not many of us, when you picture your life as a kid, does it come true. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. It doesn't for some kids, but. To, to look at your life very vividly at a young age and for it to come true. Dude, I know. That's I'm, some universe stuff there. I, I've never met the guy or anything like that, but, like, I actually am proud of him, man. Like, I was sitting in that, like, I was sitting in that building when they won the President's Cup. I remember watching him score all the, the Mem Cup and jump into the Mooseheads bench there when they were in Saskatoon. I remember him getting drafted and not doing great to start and then him just, like, having like that mental switch in his head or whatever he did that Nate McKinnon, what makes him so special. And then just like over the past three years, just becoming like a top five player. And now to like help with Makar, like spearhead winning a Stanley cup, man, it's just, it's like a, it's a total full circle, man. Like he'll have that for the rest of his life. That's what I always say. As long as the Oilers win one cup, then I'll be happy for the rest of my life. Because it's just like it's it's a legacy. His legacy is yeah, full. Yeah. You know what I mean? He find he has that legacy. His legacy isn't oh I didn't win shit in nine years. It's Stanley Cup champion, and it'll never be able to if they don't repeat. If they don't put up this dynasty, people think they will. You know, not everyone can be the Penguins or the Blackhawks or the Kings. He's always gonna have that that cup now, and it's just yeah. it's the it's that he's reached that mountaintop with. He's the big three now. It's him, Brad, and yeah Sid. oh for sure you know yeah. he's he's earned the respect of his peers not that he hasn't earned respect already but yeah 
to earn that level of respect from everyone around him now being a Stanley Cup champion. And not to mention, Jeff, two-time Stanley Cup defending champs, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, yeah. Like, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Dude, they hadn't, the lost, a, they hadn't lost a series in 11 series. They hadn't lost in 11 series in a row. The Lightning. <laughs> like, they are good. They are a good, well-oiled team. Best. Like, I'm sitting here going, like, yeah, like, you know. Colorado was less worried than uh, call it, than Tampa when it came to like matching up lineups. Like yeah, yada yada yada. Tampa Bay's the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. They're 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 the real deal. Yeah, and to beat them at their own home, there's always something about that. I like cups are always won on the road. I know, I know. I actually listened to a podcast this morning, and they were like, it kind of throws you off a little bit. Yeah, a little like weird when it's just like. You know, they're chanting after the game, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. And it's like, fair enough, but it's also like, <laughs> when you watch a team win like that, you kind of expect like the place to be going nuts for them, not yeah. chanting the losing team's name. But there's something, about, do? there's something about being in like a hostile environment that makes you just want it just a little bit more. You want mm. fuck you, you fuck you, call, you, yeah. fuck you, you know, it's, it just gets the, it gets the blood going. Yep. Our boy Nate Darling on the podcast said he prefers playing in away places or away games opposed to home. Remember yeah. that was just a few weeks ago. Yeah. We asked him like, what would you rather? Oh, away. hundred percent. Like I feed right. off it. Yeah. You know, it's the thing. I do enjoy doing these podcasts on the road. The, there, there's a grind element to it, like not having the same setup and the comfortability of this right now. Like when we did that podcast with John Sim and Wolfville. Yeah. One, I was able to relax oddly enough a little bit more. Not that I'm not relaxed now. Like, look at me. I'm relaxed. <laughs> but I don't know. There's something just about going on the road and getting a little bit of work done. You, you're in a hot, not a hostile environment, but you're in an environment that you're not so comfortable in. You just, I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah you feel, it's a, feel a little more accomplished after, for yeah. sure. You know, it's like, yeah. Especially when you do a good job, the one we did in Picto there with the ladies um, for yeah. the Atlantics. Yeah. That was a nice one where we had that, you know, we worked our butts off that morning to get Dude, I can't get wait for set up. to come back for us. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm, I'm, not that I'm bored. I just, you know, like, I can't wait just to be busy again. We are busy. Don't, we're, we're busy. But, you got anyway. exciting stuff going on, but the fact of the matter is, hockey is is the you bread know and butter. hockey is the bread and butter in Nova Scotia. Whether it comes to high button, whether it comes to kids in school, whether it comes to watching playing, like it's just yeah. hockey is just part of the culture. Yeah. So it's like as much as we do have cool stuff going on now, yeah. it's just a bottom line. It's we like come hockey. alive. It's hockey. We come alive in you the know? winter. <laughs> um, I can't do this podcast without mentioning uh, Alex Newhook. Yes. Two-time uh, high-button podcast guest. Both very, very appreciative of his time whenever he comes on here. Every time um, the high-button Twitter account tweets out Newfoundland stands up and then a video of Newhook scoring, a video of Newhook passing, a video of Newhook walking into a rink with a very, very well-pressed suit on. You know, you'll get like 40, 50 likes just all from people from Newfoundland sitting there cheering on Alex Newhook. I wouldn't be surprised. Not This isn't a knock to Nate. When Alex Newhook has his parade in Newfoundland, that it isn't like a bigger turnout in Newfoundland. The whole yeah. island, all of Newfoundland will go to George Street and cheer on Alex Newhook as he waves yeah. like he's a goddamn prince. Like Dude, the you... whole, the whole, is Newfoundland not an island? Is no, it's, it's not. But, a, but yeah, it's the it's rock. Separate. Yeah, it's the rock. It's you can only really get there by flight, so it's kind of like an island. Yeah, you can't right? drive to Newfoundland. No, can you? no, no, no. Um, but you can take a ferry there. Like yep, you drive your yep, car on yeah, the ferry. Yeah, ferry. Yeah. But yeah, dude, only he's only the third per Newfoundlander in history to win the Stanley Cup. 
Dan Cleary's the other one. And Michael Ryder. Wow. Wow. And now New Hook. So New to Hook, your point, man, <laughs> New, this is a massive deal. New Hook is going to be on George Street, probably on top of a fire truck with the Stanley Cup, probably going to be wearing some sort of glasses on. No shirt. Tarps off. Why would you? Yeah. Waving like he's the prince of Saudi Arabia or something. Just like <laughs> he's going to be waving to these people. Like, how are you? This is the cup. I've brought it back to the homeland. Yeah. And they're going to, and not that they haven't already embraced them, but I'm telling you, I have family that lives kind of out in the butt fucking nowhere of Newfoundland. They're going to be going to George Street 100% for a parade when Alex Newhook arrives. We should go stay with them, go down. Newhook? Yeah, definitely. Well, I want to say definitely. <laughs> Probably doesn't remember us now. But no, I'm saying with your family and we'll go, you know, go oh, to no. the <laughs> It's like a three hour drive from where they live. If we go, we're sleeping on George Street. We'll sleep on Signal Hill. Yeah. Um, uh, he will be on George Street. On t- I already said on top of a fire truck. Yeah, like yeah. Prince of Saudi Arabia. On, tarps yeah, off. Yeah. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So, what does this mean now for Alex Newhook? I think of Brad Marchand winning a cup with Boston. His first. Uh, Brad was like third year in the league. Yeah, it was it? very. I, third, was it even his second? No, third year. I think maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it must have been really early. I can look at it here. Nonetheless. Winning your cup, I think this is Newhook's second year in the league. I can look it up here. Yeah. So he played. So he, he won it in his second year. Marshawn did. Yeah, yeah. And this is Newhook's second year as well. Let's see here. It is different though. I think I I know the point you're coming at here, where it's like so early, right? I'm not saying it's yeah. a bad thing, and I'm not no. saying that at all. Yeah, so this is like his second official year. He's been up and down from 20 to 21 and 21. Yeah, so this is his second year. Now he becomes a key piece to Colorado or to any other team that really wants him. I'm pretty sure Newhook is in a contract year as well. So his price just went up. What do you do if you're Newhook? Do you stay in Colorado where you won the cup, where you're going to be beloved for the rest of your life? You know, if you won the cup with the Colorado Avalanche four days ago, three days ago, you can go back to Colorado when you're 70, when you're 80, when you're 90, and you have a cane and you can barely walk and still be beloved by the people in Denver. Oh, yeah. If you want a cup in a city, you will always be remembered. You will always be loved. You will always be able to get a free beer at a bar somehow because you want a cup for the city that, that, that you played hockey in. doesn't matter if you leave. You, you will be loved. And you think of Newhook right now, and it's going to be an interesting career for that uh, for that kid right now. All positives, all positives. Stanley Cup champion at the age of I think he's 21, 22. But it'll be interesting to see his next move and see how it uh, and see how it maneuvers. Yeah, man. Good for him, man. No, oh, it's Good unbelievable. Him, 21. He's going to be. On, I already said that he's on. He's on the. Uh, fire truck. Yeah, I already <laughs> yes, said that. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's you know he's going to yeah. be beloved everywhere he goes. Yeah. Yes. Everywhere he goes. Dude, good yeah. Good good for him, man. And he actually I'm looking at his stats here. He had a good year, man. He had thirteen goals in the yeah. regular season after getting called back up. Uh, in seventy one games. He played seventy so yeah, he played a full season. Four assists and twelve games played in the playoffs. Like wow. he he had a good that's good for him, man. He's twenty one years old from Saint John's Newfoundland. Yeah. Yeah, that's my hero. First round, 16th overall in the 2019 draft. We were there. Me and dudes were two rows behind his best friends. Oh, yeah? That were screaming, had his, the Newfoundland flag. We were there. It was an unbelievable experience. Like, he probably had, like, 20 people there at the draft in Vancouver. Mm. 
Now think about George Street. Hometown. <laughs> I can't. It's gonna be special, man. I can't end this pod. What? How much time are we at right now? Uh, forty minutes. Oh my god, we got tons of time. <laughs> I can't end this podcast without being real for a minute. Not that I haven't mm. been real for the past forty minutes, but you think of guys. You think of guys. Excuse me, like Ryan Graves. Now, if you're not aware of the Ryan Graves situation, he should have been on this Colorado team if it wasn't for Seattle. With the expansion draft, Seattle essentially said, look, we're going to take him. But Joe Sackick, being the brilliant man that he is, says, okay, well, we're going to have to trade you to New Jersey to get something for you rather than Seattle just taking you. So it was a necessary evil type thing. Sackick had to do it because you can't just let Seattle take Graves and not get anything for him. When I was cut from the Halifax Mooseheads, um, they said to me, it's a great game, but it's a shitty business. And I think that's one of the most true statements when it comes to hockey. Not that it's a shitty business on how guys don't get paid. It's just an unfair business in terms of that sense. You know, Graves doesn't have kids or all that stuff. Like, he doesn't have to move everyone. It was just him. But in, to have a Stanley Cup kind of taken underneath your feet mm. and now you're in New Jersey, that it must be bittersweet for, for a guy like Graves. Um, he did get paid. He, he had a, signed a great contract. He's making good money right now. But just to see your old team win a Stanley Cup, it must be tough. It must be a tough pill to swallow. And... Um, Not, I'll leave it. I'll leave and that. Just at like, that. Yeah, it, I'll leave that at that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just a tough pill to swallow to see the team that basically raised you, turned yeah. you into an NHL guy. Yeah. Colorado was where he had uh, he had the best plus minus in the league. I think two years ago, there were some nights I was looking at his stat line. He had thirty minutes on the ice as a defenseman. Just unbelievable. Yeah, he's yeah. big. It's even worse because like it wasn't even like a indication of his play is why he got like left Colorado. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, oh, he's not cutting it anymore. Yeah. You know, so that almost makes it, like, yeah. worse. It's like he knows he could have went in and contributed a lot to oh. that team this year. It could have been him and McCarr. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I mean, obviously, the boy Justin Bear and the other guy who got traded off the yeah. Avs this year. I think uh, – Yeah. I don't think he – did he ever play official games for Colorado yeah, this did. year? He yeah. did, yeah. He he could have been on that that team as a – maybe, like, a, like a, a taxi squad guy. I don't. I don't think he would have been in the lineup during the, the yeah, cup final. Yeah. But yeah, they have a lot of good deal there. But yeah, so. great. I think it's a great move for Baron to be where he is. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. You know, it, it'll be sweeter when he wins it with the Habs, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that'd be great. Oh man, that'd be sick. Yeah. So um, no, I love but that. you're right. Little little moment of uh, You know, a little moment yeah. for those guys who yeah. are Nova Scotia or brethren who yeah. are Atlantic Maritime yeah. brethren who weren't able to do it, but. All right, so I'm going to talk about um, not a sensitive subject. Just remember when we were at the beginning of the the podcast, I was talking about how I'm glued to the TV. So I got a message from uh, Sportsnet essentially saying, look, we we might play a a clip from your podcast during the cup final. So what's my immediate reaction? Oh, my God, I made it. Oh, my God, this is it. Oh, my God, this is, you know, all my answers have been like that. We're going to, you can't buy that type of advertising, you know, uh, to, for, for sports not to play your, your uh, clip. Unbelievable. Um, it didn't happen. So now you can take this one or two ways. 
you can sit there, be salty about it, say, oh, sports, fuck me. You know what? Have a terrible attitude about it. Or you can look at it another way. The biggest broadcasting sports network in the world reached out and said, your podcast is fantastic. You know how to listen to your guest, make them feel comfortable, and the conversations that you have with your guest are very fascinating. So that's what you do. You take the compliments and you run with them. I can sit here right now, because remember what happened at the Joel Montang and CBC reached out and yeah. they said, yeah. hey, we're going to play one of your mic'd up clips on national television tonight. And I had to work extra hard to get that clip ready because we were still live streaming. We oh, yeah. were running around like what's chicken with our head, chickens with, with our heads head. cut off. We were yeah. running around with like chickens with our head cuts off, cut off, chickens with our head cut off. Yeah. To try to get that clip ready while we were streaming. And then what happened? They didn't air the clip. And I was very pissed off. I'm still a little sour about that now. And now for this to happen, I look at it a completely different way. But when you talk about uh, people growing as uh, individuals, you know, you know, last year maybe I was a little bit more immature. This year the guy's a little bit more mature, whatever. That's the way I'm looking at this scenario now. Yeah, it's a little – it sucks. It would have been nice to have our clip of – uh, the podcast with Nathan McKinnon aired on the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't know how much it is to run a commercial on yeah, yeah. television during the Stanley Cup Finals, but it must be in the tens of thousands, 30, 40, 50,000. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To surprise everyone, I don't have that kind of money right now. But to have that free advertising of, of that happening, yeah, it, it, it probably could have turned some heads. It, it probably could have helped out with uh, some advertising dollars. We could have used that clip and ran with it and definitely got a, a lot more influence out of it. Um, but I'm sitting here choosing to look at it in a positive manner. We're on a radar. Not that I'm looking to get acquired by sports. Then, not that I'm looking to. Not that anything is out there that I'm, I'm looking for. I'm happy with how everything's going. But you have to sit here and you can't be. Is it salty or sulky? Salt. Um, both. Both. Both work. Both well, work. You sulk about something, but you can be salty about something. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. use sulk. Yeah, I could yeah, sit yeah. here and be sulky about the fact that it didn't get aired, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to sit here and be positive about it, that we're on a radar, we were noticed, and uh, and we're going to sit there and we're going to run with that, and we're not going to let it ruin our day, I'll tell you that much. But you have to I picture, know. Yeah. Jeff, I know. when I invited you over, yeah. we did, I didn't, you didn't, you had to leave it in the third, but I, even the commercials, when I was saying I had to get up and take a piss, I didn't, because... You never know. They could be back like that, yeah. and then our clip is being aired. Yeah. So for it not to happen, you know, it, it is bittersweet. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's not about me. Yeah. It, 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 it's about it's about the boys winning the cup, and they got a cup. Can't can't cry over spilled milk, man. You know, it's it, you know it's it's a grind. It's a grind, and you know you kept uh, like you said, you're looking at it with this mentality, and obviously not on the same level. But then as soon as they win the cup. Our buddy Glo Global Graham comes in. Yeah, he sits down. Graham. They film like a cool thing in the new office. You got a real look at it, yeah. a real sense for it. That got aired on the Nova Scotia News last night. Yeah. Your your big old mug on there, just you know, with a big smile, talking about Nate. So, you know, it's uh, you just kind of have to roll with it. You never know what the next day is gonna bring you. So, as much as it sucks, you know that that's uh, what are you gonna do, man? You never. You never know. Is it the fact that we got to sit down here and have that night where me and you were react? Maybe you'll release those at some point. The, release uh, one. The uh, the videos of me and you, like when we what we had a uh, basically to explain to the people we had one of the interns who work here, 
just like keeping the camera on us recording the whole time and at the start every time kyle would uh would talk or they would send it to kyle me and justin would get all fired up (laughs) and it would just and there's just videos on justin's phone of me and him just oh is this it is this it no, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. To be fair, to be fair, it's, it's it's a tough clip to work in. It, what? Because he's kind of shit talking no. the Alberta Junior Hockey League and Macar a no, little. I bit. thought it was easy. I I thought it was easy to work in, but I knew it would like it would. They needed a good slot to play it because yeah. it's like you're sending it to the truck. Like play the clip. All right, we're coming back to Kyle. Like yeah. it's not as easy as him just like dropping a line. Like hey, like this interview. Like you know, a lot yeah. of work. You really need to like be on your notes and have it set up to make it work. Yeah. But I mean, it was it was Nate saying how impressed he was by Makar, Makar wasn't well, it? When when Makar won the best defenseman of the year, I thought they were going to play it because oddly, I can't believe Makar went to those NHL awards. By the way, so it was in Vegas. The next day, he had to fly back to Tampa. I think it was Game Two or Game mm. Three, and I was like, okay, because he messaged me the day of. Kyle messaged me the day yeah. of the NHL awards. So I was like, oh, perfect. So they're just going to play it the next day because it's more relevant right there. He just won defenseman of the year. What's the name of that trophy again? Norris. Norris. We just yeah. won the Norris. Yeah. Um, but it, it didn't happen. And, you know, when you start anything in life where it's a business, whether it's a, a dream, a goal, whatever the hell you want to call it, you know, even McKinnon going into the NHL, they they, they say the, the term is you got to jump off a cliff. It's just like a bird when you're learning to fly. And have you ever seen, like, I remember in school, we used to watch National Geographics of, like, these birds or, like, baby hawks trying to fly and stuff. And essentially, their parents, they take them up on this high, high, high cliff. And some of them die, actually. But (laughs) these birds, they jump off a cliff. And some of them, on the way down, they get hit by a rock. They get hit by the cliff. They get clipped by a tree. They get... But as they're falling, all of a sudden, their wings open. Mm. And then they're flying. Yeah, and you look at McKinnon. I'm not comparing myself to McKinnon, but on the way down, as he was a baby hawk, a baby chick, a baby avalanche, however you want to look at it, he's fallen, but his wings open two days, three. When did they win the cup? Three days ago. Yeah, the, he his wings opened three days ago, and now he's a Stanley Cup champion. And I'm still falling, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm still yeah. falling. You've hit a couple um, of rocks on the way I, down. I've hit a couple, go, yeah. But but the point is, Jeff, and everyone listening out there, I've jumped. We've jumped. Yeah, We've jumped. Right. You've taken a jump in your career. Right. Dudes has taken a jump. The boys have jumped. Mm. We're falling. It hurts. We got a, my elbow's killing me right now. My <laughs> I can't walk. Like I'm, yeah. you know, I'm beat up. Yeah. You know, like not being aired on national TV. I can sit here and complain. Like, God, oh, tough luck, Justin. What your little stupid podcast didn't get aired on national TV. I'll go cry. Boo hoo. Yeah, sure. You can sit there and say that, but we work hard. And to have that moment aired would have been a big deal. But I'm not going to sit here and complain. I'm going to keep falling. I'm going to keep getting hurt. I'm going to keep getting banged up. But you better believe I'm going to stand up. I'm going to walk up and my wings are going to soar. You better believe it. Yeah, man. Okay? Yeah. That's all. How much time are we at? Uh, 50 minutes. 50? Yeah. Yeah. So is that uh, you know is that is that a wrap on Sid and the or Sid Nate and the Avalanche and New Hook and no, everything? Well, is I, that... I think we're I think we're gonna see that Cup final again next year. I think that's a repeat. No, I just mean like for this podcast. Like, have you gotten all your initial thoughts out? Oh yeah, here? I think so. I I think I'm pretty well. You know, McKinnon had a dream, and his dream was to see his dream come true with the Cup and I'm everything. So, and... I'm so excited to go to the parade, man. Good yeah. for Nate, man. Good for him. Yeah. New Hook, he's gonna be on the. Mm. The fire truck in the yeah. George Street and waving. Yeah. Um, I hope he sees that you say that a couple times because, you know, it might motivate him to do it. 
fire truck. Yeah. Well, I think it's a given. You just what the key to a parade is to be on a high level of transportation, and yeah. the highest level of transportation is a a fire truck. I don't know if there's any other higher forms of transportation. A plane's mm. obviously too high, but yeah. yeah. Helicopter? Can we get a little helicopter going down George yeah. Street? It'd be tough to win. <laughs> you imagine new. That would actually be so sick, though, man. He's like just hanging on a helicopter. On. He's got like he's got the cup. He's got like he's strapped in off the side. He's like. Yeah. I, I remember the first year Crosby won his cup. He came to like the military base first on mm. a helicopter. My dad was in the military at the time, so I got to see it. And he, this guy Crosby flew in on a helicopter. It was the most badass thing on a ship. So we're sitting there on a ship. Comes in on the helicopter, brings the cup out. It was badass. Yeah. So yeah, maybe New Hook badass. takes a maybe New Hook takes a helicopter to like Signal Hill, where there's a fire truck waiting for him. Oh, that's a good idea. The yeah. fire truck's waiting for him, and then everyone's waiting for him on George yeah. Street. They just take the fire truck down the hill, onto George Street, and then he waves to everyone, says thank you. McKinnon, I don't know what McKinnon will do. Harbor Hopper is always the classic. Wait, what? Wait. What? See, Sid I had think his. It was just in like the bed of a truck. Yeah, but he was in Coal Harbor. He didn't yeah. do his in uh, Halifax. Halifax. Do you and think? That... Do you think McKinnon will do it in Coal Harbor? Yeah, it's interesting though because McKinnon kind of has that Halifax root of the Mooseheads. Yep. You but know, it's, but it's also like the whole his hero Crosby like did his first cup like right down that road. And he was probably at that parade saying to himself, I want to be here one day yeah. with my own cup coming down in front of Cole Harbor place. Yeah. You're, you got a point there. You know, you have a point there. Be curious. See, you do have a point there, but yeah. I just think it's more bang for your buck on spring garden or just Brunswick. Yeah. You go down, Brun- <laughs> you go down Brunswick or is it Brunswick or yeah, you go down Brunswick and then you hook a right up onto Spring Garden, and then you go all the way down Spring Garden, hook another right on right in front of like the public gardens, and you just kind of loop the block. I think that's the best route but, for a. Well, what about like just in front of the Metro Center there, so people can like camp? Yeah, that's out. what I mean. Yeah, Brunswick. Yeah. You go okay, down. You, that Brunswick? You, yeah. you start it on Brunswick. Yeah. And then you go. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. that's Brunswick. You like wrap around Citadel Hill. And then make your way over to yeah. Spring Garden down there. Well, yeah. no, I think you go oh, yeah, straight yeah. all oh, the way yeah, to Spring yeah. Garden, hook a right at Duggars, and you go all the way down to like the subway at the far end, because right in front of like the public gardens. Yeah. And then right when you hit that subway, I don't even know. You probably end it there. Dude, imagine the scenes like if he did it like a picture is like with the Citadel Hill in the background, just covered with people as McKinnon holds his holds the cup up in the air, and there's like the the clock tower in the background. Man, that'd be good. Who knows, though? We'll see. It's going to be a great summer regardless. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's it. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Everyone listening, once again, thank you very much for tuning in. We know that we love uh, we, we love your support. You guys are unbelievable. The downloads for this podcast keep going up and up and up, and we're looking at where these downloads are coming from. And some uh, some places in the world where people are listening to this, I never would have thought. Like Lower Sackville's a huge supporter of us. Like Lower Sackville, we're, we're getting tons of people listening. Shout out Not Lower th- Sackville. You know, I just I don't know. I don't really I don't know too many people in Lower Sackville, but the the oh, people man. that are listening in Lower Sackville, shout out to Lower Sackville. Where there was uh, like Muscadobit, oddly enough, has a lot of downloads. I don't know. Just we're we're just people listen to us and mm. appreciate that. Yes. You know, we we love all the support. Yeah, and the Nate the. The Nate Cup 
podcast right here. This one will go down. Yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll get a lot of Denver downloads on this one. <laughs> Maybe if the clip would have been played. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Tuesday, have fun, work hard, June 28th. It's officially summer. I got the... Uh, I got my summer uh, cabana wear attire on. That's the rule of thumb in my life. As soon as the Stanley Cup Finals is over, summer begins. Go Blue Jays. Yeah, it is officially Blue Jays season. It is officially, officially Blue Jays season yeah. until September when football starts up. Yeah. This is Blue Jays season now. I'm going to have to. We should try to get a seed sponsorship. I love seeds and watching baseball. Mister, <laughs> I like the barbecue. Uh, barbecue. I forget the, the brand. What about, what about a couple dip packages, you know, a little dip sponsorship? Chewing tobacco? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a huge. I threw up one time when I was having chewing about. <laughs> yeah, we will. Not, not, my, not my, not my shtick. All right, that's it. That's all I gotta say. Have a good day. We are out. Peace. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. What time it is. To old gray-headed lady. When you hear that. When you hear that. Who used to watch all over me. Hey. That music hey. got me heavy. Sometimes she would hold me in arms. Smoking on your Rushmore pack. Rushmore pack. She would begin to talk to the Lord. She will begin to tell the Lord. Smoking on your Rushmore patch. Montana. Lies don't phase me. Only surprise when they keep it real. 60 mil strong, now it's time to heal. Trap, we went bonkers. Talk your shit. We ain't the steppers, we the stompers. Talk your shit. It ain't just rap. I made beasts as Grammy nominated. They locked up Max and took tricks, made it complicated. Still send money orders when I get a call from them. Start from the bottom, ain't no way to fall off from it. Word of call, lethal for this game, ain't no exit. I was blessed with never do a deal while you desperate. Sometimes you gotta let God fix it. Cause if you do, you go in the jail. They want you to write in that cell. Devin Booker with the aim. Be careful who you trust, salt and sugar look the same. Wu-Tang with the dust, nine, six, Sherm, Staten Island with my hoodie on wild. Jay-Z, Rep Moss, they should call me Cross Bronx For all the niggas that done cross, you won't win me or you lost me Fiends jumping like a mosh pit, talk your shit Shorty ripping off my boxes, talk your shit Took cocaine city to the extreme They say even the blind man can see in his dreams It's a movement, not a moment, they kill you just to own it Black hot, feeling like the Coliseum with the Romans And you heard of me, coke way boys boost the murder rate Ghost face in the ghost face, bumping purple tape I won't apologize for how you see things through your eyes Never judge a book, call the Miller hook It ain't the Montana from before I still send your OG to the store uh, You can buy the charts, but you can't buy the culture Me and Fraud back to back, I done told you Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. And that's all, folks. That's all, folks. We back at it, frog. Back at it, frog.